Hello, and welcome to the Television Spotlight on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion about a television show that we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I am joined by my sister Kay for a spoiler-filled discussion on Season 2 of Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. This is a show that we had done a, a episode on the first uh, season of, and when we were watching the pilot, it got about halfway through, it's like, I know this story, because it's based on a uh, four-issue miniseries that was done by Dark Horse. The uh, creators of the show are the ones who were behind the uh, Stargate TV series, various shows, and basic premise of this uh series six people wake up on a spaceship with their memories wiped who were they find out they weren't good people wackiness ensues essentially find out they were criminals we're criminals there's a lot of nature versus nurture who are you versus who were you concepts being played out here and they've got some good material but they've also got i think a couple of major writing crutches they use in this show almost every episode ends on a very pointed teaser to the next yeah oh somebody's collapsed they're having a medical problem what could that be or somebody is revealed as to be going after them next week sort of a thing and not a and not more in a cliffhanger way than a teaser way definitely a cliffhanger way or a here's a thread that needs to be followed up on whether or not we remember to follow up on it for instance, a we've just returned from a parallel universe or alternate reality, and as we get back, whoa, we didn't know a shuttle was clinging to the side of our ship, and it breaks off and disappears, and we have no idea who hitchhiked back from this other reality with us. But surely we'll, we'll tell you later, and by the end of the season, I still don't know who that was. Yeah, there are a couple of things that they plant but don't have payoff later, and that's a little annoying. There was also a little bit of a rotation of uh, characters this season. Of the original six, one of them got killed off mm-hmm. uh, early on, uh, and he had been replaced by somebody who had been you know, altered to look like him, so he'd really been killed off a time or two. And we get a couple of new characters uh, that join from... Uh, well, and the slowing, prison they're in at the beginning of the season. Actually, slowing down with his death, there's very much a we think he got killed because of who he really is. In terms of he took the face of one of the criminals in order to investigate what was happening in his real life. Mm-hmm. And we think he's murdered because of all that investigating. And it sounds like the crew is going to get retribution for killing him. And then that's dropped. Yeah, there were a number of plot lines that go for a little bit at best and then just fizzle away. They at least get discussed or hinted at. Yeah. It's like they're trying to build up this big, expansive universe with a lot of things going on, but just just set them up, but don't don't maintain them. Yeah. You know, we've got the uh, Nyx, one of the new characters this season, who's a precog. It's one of those things that we, we get teasers that she's a precog. We end on a, a episode saying, well, next episode's going to be her story. We get her story, get her brother, whatever. The people chasing them are kind of dropped for a little bit up until 
it intersects with Four's story of getting his throne back. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that whole thing is kind of, I don't say completely discarded because it was discussed in the finale, but it was very much only brought up when it is almost absolutely positively essential to the story. Yeah. And it's, there are a lot of threads, it's just not tightly woven. Yeah. And I know these writers can do better than this based on Stargate. Mm-hmm. And they've got some good material and there are moments when they're really investigating, or not investigating, they're exploring the differences between who you are and who you were and how your experiences shape that. Mm. And how if you have that memory wipe, it can change who you are. And if you get those memories back, it can change who you are. Mm-hmm. So they've got some potentially deep material there but while it's a fun show and i enjoy it there's just enough things that get dropped get hinted at that it can be a little frustrating at times yeah frustrating is not the right word it's disappointing yeah shallow at times almost yeah you know we got some good stuff with the android having an emotion chip and being able to pass for human and that really doesn't seem to go anywhere by the end of the season well she feels that in being able to pass for human, she has made herself flawed and incapable of doing her job. And, like, it was a big mistake. Well, I guess it seems like every character has a very explicit arc mm. that doesn't feel organic Organic in their episodes that are on arc for it and off arc for it, where they're almost guest stars in somebody else's story. Yeah. And it feels fairly transparent when those things are happening. Well, I never felt that the uh, intimate relationship between Nix and Four made sense. Mm-hmm. It, there was an aspect of it where I thought it worked at the beginning because he prided himself on being a very well-trained fighter, and here was somebody who could match him move for move. The friendship made sense, but the intimate relationship didn't quite work for me. And then by the end, it felt more like he wanted to use her than like it was a genuine love relationship well absolutely because for that character he underwent the biggest change in the season when he got his old memories back mm-hmm. and stopped being four and started being who he had been again yeah well and it was an interesting exploration of if you can add the memories of this time without your memories to the memories of who you were before mm-hmm Will you be a better person for having kind of those two personalities merged? Or will the old person really take precedence? And will it be like these past two years didn't happen? Well, in his arc the entire time goes from who am I to, you know, he learns he's the the exiled prince of a an empire. Can he get his throne rightfully back? Yeah. So there's a... A definite plot line and arc for him, and it plays through to the point where he does get his his empire back. Um, where they go with that next season, because uh, we do believe there's a third season, yes? Yes. yes. Okay. And the reason I, I wanted to double check that, of course, having just watched here the finale where they did uh, a technique that was very common in Smallville and some other shows that I like to refer to as end of season negotiating techniques on the writer's part of putting just about every character in major jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Or if the actress says, I'd like more money, they'd say, well, you died. It, uh, sorry. I'm so sorry. That wall that exploded and we couldn't see you behind all that falling debris, turns out you died. Now, if you're willing to take a little less money, we can consider you didn't die under that debris. Well, that's funny because that was uh, uh, two. Yeah. 
who she has the nanites that can heal her. Yeah. I can see that negotiation. <laughs> Wall blew you up. You died. Nanites. We write. You lose. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I mean, there's an aspect of that kind of season ender that just annoys the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. But it's also very similar to where they ended last season, except the difference is everybody was going to jail except one guy. Well, I was going to say, they at least last season, they were all together. Mm-hmm. Well, it forces what the, the season opener has to deal with. I mean, you could roll forward three months and, yeah, well, we were lucky to have survived this, that, and the other. Well, it's interesting you say deal with, because it does on two different levels. You have to deal with the results of all those explosions mm-hmm. that we saw. But you have to also deal with the fact that they may physically all be, with one exception, on that station. But they're not together. Well, when we leave them at the end of this, the android is on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. One's long since dead. Two has had the wall blown up. She's on the space station, mm-hmm. so she's in jeopardy. But Alone in a hallway, though. Alone in a hallway. But we've seen her survive in open space, so not right. too worried about her. Uh, three, that's Boone, right? Right. He's down on the way to the Ferris shuttle. Somebody has just walked up to him that mm-hmm. we think we should recognize, but don't. Yeah. But again, technically alone in terms of other crew members. Yeah. Four is presumably on his own ship. He's on the Ashida shuttle, head to his own ship. Okay. And last we saw one of the Ashida guards was saying it's too soon as he triggered the critical explosion. Which implies Ashida shuttle hadn't made it to the ship or the blink drive wasn't set up yet or wasn't something. Out of range. They couldn't have set up the blink drive. Yeah. So uh, just, you know, kind of the, we, we don't see Rio in danger, but the assumption is he's still too close to the explosions. I would have to rewatch the scene where Rio's walking off the ship, uh, placing the comm on the android so he can turn the android back on. If he had like a briefcase thing for holding the jump drive. He did. Okay. The blink drive, yeah. So presumably it's still in there and the beginning of next season, they're going to have to grab that, get it back and and go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Five was with... um, Mikay's leader. Mikay's leader who was trying to get her out of there. And they're going the opposite direction of all the people fleeing, which is typical of the Mikay leader. She's got her own escape plan. Oh, yeah. And then six was running in the hallways. Mm -hmm. He'd just broken out of jail when the force field lost power. Yeah, and then there was an explosion near him, I think. So, like I said, for the most part, they're on the station, but they're in vastly different places. Mm-hmm. So, even if you say they're all on the station, they still have to be reunited. In well, yeah, they're, they're to scattered dealing. to the winds. In yeah. the, again, Smallville would do this regularly at the end of a season. Scatter them, they're all in jeopardy. Maybe they survive, maybe they don't, and they've, they've got to pull back together at the end. Yeah. You know, so that's at least the first episode or two next season. In the case of this season, they spent the first three or four in the prison dealing with all of that. And it's not to say it's a bad storyline, but there's a certain amount of, I kind of like seasons that have a beginning, middle, and end and feel like a book or an arc in and of themselves that build up to the next arc, but end on a, okay, I'm ready to park this narrative for a couple of months. I like either that or the purely episodic. Where I can trade out episodes, and as long as I'm enjoying the individual episode, I'm good. I want one or the other. So few things are episodic, though, these truly episodic these days. Even things that are more episodic than not, you still, again, have the history of the characters growing and stuff over time. True. Um, But this had several small arcs to the season. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we had the prison break arc. Then we had the figure out what it is people want from five arc. Yeah. The origin of the blink drive, essentially. Yeah. And there was the uh, the Empire yeah. getting that back and stuff. And there's there's overlap on all of these. Yeah. But, I mean, even the Android stuff didn't qualify really as an arc. It was just a subplot for part of the season. Yeah. It would be interesting to go back through the two seasons and kind of draw out those sorts of arcs across episodes. Now, we've seen the... Uh galactic authority dude that we saw here mm-hmm. in the finale we've seen that sometimes when he wants to be johnny on the spot he does he uses the, the uh the transit tubes or whatever yeah. they call them because the, in this this world instead of teleporters what they have is essentially uh what look like tanning beds that you get in it photocopies you clones you on the other side you are still in the one you come out of the other pod, go have your adventure, and when you're done, you get back in the pod, your memories get taken, beamed back into you, you get woken up, you're on your way. Now, if your clone dies... You don't get the memories. You don't get the memories, but you're okay. Now, the problem I have with this is at one point to break in somewhere, they get by three of these these transport tubes mm-hmm. and uh, have them on the ship. Mm-hmm. So when they were putting five in this station in Jeopardy... I'm like, why not just have her pop into one of these tubes, come out of the other tube next to it, yeah. send that one. Worst case, you know, she loses a couple hours of memory. Yeah. It just... Well, we saw the Galactic Authority guy finally, kind of, it seemed to be a, I've got my people scouring the station, but I might as well see if two possibly told the truth and investigate, could there be a problem? Mm-hmm. He ended up getting killed. But did he get killed? Or is it one of those transit pod clones? Whoever was standing there surely got vaporized. But it's an easy out to have that have been just another clone. But if he's smart enough to be using the technology that way, why aren't the crew of the Raza smart enough to be using it that way? I mean, imagine how fun this sort of a show could be if they had those sorts of technologies like they've got. But you've got a crew that it's like, you know... We made some money. Let's get a couple of these tubes. Let's get 12 of them. There's six of us. You know, we could basically, you know, be in, in, immortal at this point. Become the unkillable Raza. Well, I'm just wondering if eventually this Galactic Authority guy is going to realize that the crew of the Raza is not necessarily always in the wrong. If he's still alive, that implies he was a clone and therefore he lost his memories again. I know. That's the downside. Because we'd seen it when they uh, uh, shot him. Did they shoot him or did they shoot the uh, the flying? They shot the flying thing because they wanted him to have the memories. They wanted him to have the memories, that's right. So They've let him live twice. He's got to be rethinking. Because they've also set the scene as to it's his job to take him down, but he's not blindly obedient to the corporations. He's, he's a free thinker. Mm-hmm. So they could sway him into, I don't say onto their side, but into an, a neutral position at the very least. Well, the only reason he finally investigated what Tu was saying, if appearances are to be believed, is because she said Rio was the one with the plan for the bomb. And he wanted to believe that Rio was a criminal. It's when- funny because I thought what she said that convinced him was the people on the ship or the station should be your priority. She said that too. But when they were blaming Ferris Corp, yeah, 
it was Ferris Corp is upstanding people. Mm-hmm. But when she was saying the culprit was Rio, one of her former crewmates, that was a person he was willing to believe might do this. Which is funny because it's the exact opposite of what uh, Six was saying in the cell of what's Rio got to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. Because she'd had time to learn quite a bit while Six was in the cell. And I had wondered early on when uh, Rio was explaining what all he had learned and researched in the alternate reality. Mm -hmm. And he was saying his people would benefit from this war if he wasn't hadn't become cutthroat enough through this gang his memories back that he would do this to guarantee he got what he felt was best for his people. Nix essentially wound up being the replacement for one this season. Yeah. There were a few other possible additions to the crew, but they were short-lived or on the station shortly. Yeah. Born some, or on the ships briefly. I'm trying to think. Most of them actually did die. The the medic. Yeah, the medic died. And the prison guy. What was I his? I think he died. I think he died too. Bottom line, Fours is off the ship at this point. Mm-hmm. So there's an opening for another character next season. Mm-hmm. And depending where things go with the other stuff. Yeah. What would be interesting for a fourth season, because I don't three is too soon to do it, have that Galactic Authority guy join the crew. See, and that's what I'm half wondering if they're building towards. If they spend the third season having this guy who's essentially, you know, the decker for their A-team, if you will, the one who's just always chasing them. Mm-hmm seeing the light realizing they're actually doing stuff that the corporation and the galactic authority ought to be doing yeah protecting people etc and he gets kind of thrown out of the force and winds up with them it would be a it would have to be a very clear arc over the next season to get him from where he's at to where he would need to be for that to even be a possibility um i don't know that that would be a good choice for the show but it would be potentially interesting well right now six is the one who is frequently reminding them of the best option in terms of other people mm-hmm. yeah the fact that he just kept saving three's life and three was mad at him and wanted to space him i want to know because three was basically hey i just want to go rob some why are we always saving people whatever and and two, the captain she's basically promising okay we'll let you have your 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 mission or whatever kind of a thing you can pull a heist next if you help us save the galaxy now you can pull a heist, but first we've got to save the galaxy. Yeah. And the reason I, I corrected the phrasing is that was the title of the episode. That's what I was thinking. They always have a line that somebody says is the title. And it would be fun if next season, four or five episodes in, we get to see what his pick is. Yes. Because that's Anthony Lumkey's character, and he's doing a great job on the show. He really is. We had seen him on The Listener. Mm-hmm. We had seen Roger Cross, who plays Six on Continuum and Arrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in the first season of Arrow. He was back on First Wave. Oh, yeah. He was the alien. Most of the other people on this show, um, yeah, the regulars at least, uh, were new to me. Same here. Um, and I really liked the episode when the android had the emotion chip and subroutine and stuff because it gave that actress just a lot to, to, to play with. It really shows just how different she is from the character she's playing. Yeah. Because she's basically playing a more normal person at that point. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the, the dichotomy between that and the android. Yeah. Of great, great stuff. And something that I would have liked to have seen, I don't say a lot more of, but a little more of. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff they had that, like you said, they've, they would put out there and it would just kind of languish on the table and get dropped or something. 
And I don't know if 13 episodes wasn't enough space for them. I don't think that's the problem. I think they could have could have tightened up the writing a little bit and had a little bit more going on. I think part of it, though, is that it's hard to pick which ideas to put in and focus on. There's an aspect of they want to give us everything they have in their minds. I get that. I'm not sure it's the best approach to take. It's like I'm still frustrated we don't know who was in that shuttle that came back with them. We still don't know who hired Corso to kill one. We don't know what was going on. And that was corporate politics, which should have played in to the final UN-style corporate meeting in the finale. It would be interesting to go back through the series and kind of list off the questions they raise. Mm. Not just, oh, you know, why is the ship called the Rouser stupid? Because that that isn't even really a question. But I mean, the ones the characters are concerned about. Because the characters are Mm -hmm. concerned of... You know, who who did we bring back? Yes. And which of those actually get answered and which don't? And how long do they hang out there? Yeah. Because it, it's really annoying for them to, to kind of toss those questions out there, give you something to speculate on, but never give you anything to, to know if you're right, you're wrong, or on base, off base, whatever. Yeah. Then the flip side is, at first, I wasn't sure how I felt about exploring Boone's past the way they did this season in terms of uh, meeting up with the gang he had been with Mm -hmm. before and finding out that the gang was led by the guy who killed his parents. I thought it was a really good episode and explained a lot about the character. You know, I at the time I enjoyed it and I thought it gave us some good information on the character, but I wondered, would it affect him? as a character, mm-hmm. would it help us for the season moving forward? And at first, I wasn't really sure. It felt like purely episodic. It wasn't playing into anything. But if you watched his relationship with Five after that. I was going to say his relationship with Five and his relationship with Six. Because it was after that that he was willing to give Six a chance. True. I he, mean, it showed how here's a guy who's really playing the tough guy, the scoundrel, whatever. Mm-hmm. But really does care about these people. He just doesn't want to show it. Yeah. Because that would be either perceived as weakness, something they could exploit, whatever. Yeah. And it may turn out to be very good that he hasn't shown it. Because if they ever get into a, a, a throwdown or whatever with Rio. Yeah. You know, he could actually sell. It's like, I don't care about these people to him. Yeah. You know. He became much more protective of Five and a better big brother type role model or... One of the things I would have liked to have seen with Five this season is, particularly near the end of the season, there was a lot of, I'm not just a kid. Mm -hmm. But what I don't think they really showed, or if they did, I've forgotten, was anyone teaching her how to fight? Mm. Yeah. Because she clearly could at the end. Yeah. So having a little bit of them having taken her under their wing collectively, and if at some point, you know, Three was showing her how to shoot guns. You know, somebody else was doing, you know, four, maybe a little bit of hand-to-hand combat or something like that. Yeah. You know, if if she was using the opportunity to learn to where the I'm, I'm not a kid anymore arc would have would have rang more true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when, she was very well used in the series uh, season finale. Yes. Well, when we first met all these characters, three would not have gone and fought to the death to get her back from slavers and protect her Mm -hmm. as he did 
at the over halfway through this season mark. So in that respect, we have seen a lot of growth for the character three. And I think a lot of that, I want to call it improvement of him as a person, came from his being confronted by his past and being forced to face what he used to be. The other thing that was interesting is after Rio got his memory back, three commented that Rio was just kind of avoiding him. Yeah. That he knows something and well he could ask, it's like if, if he doesn't want to tell me, maybe I don't want to hear. Yeah. So how they were all reacting to uh to one of their friends kind of reverting to who they had been versus who they were mm-hmm. um was kind of interesting. And when they again when they explore those aspects uh, I think the show really has some 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 good uh, material there. Yeah. It doesn't always make it to the screen all the way. Yeah. Not even always necessarily there on the script sometimes. It's like they've got this great idea, but they're they're just a, a hair off the mark. Well, they let us know that uh, Rio was oblivious to the fact that the bodyguard loved him. Mm-hmm. Even when she flat out told him, I loved you since I was a child. He still just doesn't get it. Well, but that led to the scene in the the season finale where she uh, attacks Nyx mm-hmm. and poisons her. Yeah. And we had seen her overhearing Rio saying, but I want you here as my empress. Yeah. Implying a jealousy, implying she may still love him, which is not how I read the scene when she was telling him that she had loved him past tense. At that point, I was thinking, well, maybe she's fallen in with the, the younger brother or the half-brother, whatever, although the ha- she kills the half-brother, so I guess not. Well, I read that as she had loved him right up until she realized he was the kind of man who would kill his own father to get what he wanted. When he had proved himself dishonorable, she had thought she couldn't love him. Then the brother comes in and says, I have found out my mother did this. Mm-hmm. And we have all been falsely blaming him for this because she's been so convincing. And that's when she realizes I betrayed him and I betrayed my love of him because I was willing to believe the worst. A scene, and I don't know how the scene could have been done, but a scene of her kind of inner turmoil or Mm. rethinking or something. And she's too cold a character to give us that scene. Too stoic a character, maybe. If we had had somebody she could have confided in, Mm -hmm. you know, a a low rung on society type person, Mm -hmm. Um, or actually she's pouring all of this out and it turns out she's doing it to some just random guy who she's picked up and interrogated. And he's like, why are you telling me any of this? I've got no idea what you're talking about. And she just needed to get it out and kills and moves on kind of. Yes. Yes. Because then it would have shown she's not somebody to be trifled with. But it would have given the the writers a little chance for some exposition or to not even exposition, I guess it is exposition, but to to vocalize her thoughts. Yeah. Because otherwise we can read a lot into her actions, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to know what we should be reading into her actions. Well, and part of it comes from the lawyer's reactions when Hero comes in. To those chambers after the death sentence has been passed. Mm -hmm. And the lawyer is shocked as he's looking at the Empress. Realizing what Hero is saying and how the Empress is responding. With the, you silly boy, you weren't supposed to tell my secrets. And he's realizing, I just condemned the rightful Emperor to death. Based on her word. 
Mm-hmm. Well, what was nice was the uh, the guys who could see the future, or whatever, were then trying to play nice with the new emperor of "I see a g- great future between us." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, you guessed wrong." Yeah, you know, uh, them. Well, and they die, but then the question is, what happened to their ship? Mm, yeah, you know, that's another thing that. While not as blatant of a question as who do they bring back from the other universe, is still a really important question. Well, especially since Nyx is on the Raza, and we don't know how much time has passed. Well, I guess my question is, if there's this ship of people who can see the future, does Rio now have that? Well, and I guess part of my thinking is, if Nyx's brother had been on that ship, if that was her people to any sense... Why did she go with the Raza instead of trying to help her now freed people? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So there was just this jump from one minute we're in the Emperor's court seeing all these people killed to we're unknown time, time later, later on the Raza. I had taken it that the guys who ran the ship, uh, essentially the slave, you know, precog farm, yeah, had traveled through... a. a shuttlecraft or so they didn't have their ship with them oh okay it just seems foolish to bring that with you yeah keep it somewhere safe but then when they died it's presumably out wherever it was leaderless yeah or now having a way lower ranked person which means there's a a potential retribution thing to be had yeah somebody who could almost make the fates conspire against rio and there are a lot of ways they can go with this it's just a question of how many of these things do they are they going to pick up and run with? Yeah. And how many are they not? Yeah. So, it's um it's a good show. I like it. It uh the the ship I haven't gotten a good layout of the geography yet. Mm-mm. Uh, we're only two seasons in. Give it another decade or so maybe. This is one that I mean just a a simple map of the ship would be nice. Yeah. But that's just me. Uh, the look of the ship interior, I mean, the design, the the set construction, all of that is really well done. Yeah. Um, it's got a, a, a good production value to the show. Oh, yeah. It's got good actors. Uh, again, the writing, I think, a little here and there could, could be worked on, but it's still entertaining. It's fun to watch. Well, and like you say, it puts out great concepts. So even when I'm a little disappointed in the writing, I still come out with a lot to think about. Now, while this is airing on the Sci-Fi Channel here in the States, it is a Canadian show. Yeah. They're, uh, one of the things I really uh, appreciated, uh, came to appreciate when we went up to the Toronto convention, was just how strong the uh, Canadian TV production yeah. stuff is. Because a number of things that we think is American shows, Stargate and a few other things like that, filmed up in Canada. But they've got also a lot of other shows. Um that are starting to, to not starting, but have been showing up a little after the fact on, you know, sci-fi and a few other places. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, they've got a lot of really good actors, strong writers, and a, a very good uh, production system for television shows up there. Yeah. And a surprising amount of them are sci-fi type stuff. Yeah. Because there's this, there's um, Killjoys, mm-hmm. there's Z Nation. Mm-hmm. A couple others they've got going and stuff. Yeah. Some of which we've watched, a lot of which we have not. Not enough hours in a day. Not enough. Too many Too many good shows. Um, so I'm, I'm curious uh, where they're going to pick up on the third season. Uh, if they add another character or two, did Nyx die? Did she not? Where do they go with all of this? Yeah. 
it's one where there's there's a certain aspect of I'd like them to really step it up a notch on the writing, but I'm enjoying it enough as it is that, you know, as long as it stays at current quality, I'll be happy. Makes sense. So anything else? I think that does it. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.